welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome to the Word of Life broadcast. Let's go to Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's where we left off yesterday. Now, uh, if you don't have a knowledge of what God's Word says about something, you can't believe for that situation. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we have to get God's Word into our heart concerning every area that we need or maybe it's healing it's prosperity whatever the situation may be in your life you have to get god's word into your heart and speak it forth from your mouth now i have had situations in my life where i didn't know exactly what to do and the holy spirit i say lord leave me i pray in tongues i pray and say lord show me what i need to do here and he would always lead me into the word and the holy spirit will lead you into the word so that you can get faith because without faith, you're, it's impossible to please God. You can't please Him without faith. So He will lead you into the Word, and He will take you there and, and get you established so that you can get that Word into your heart, and you keep reading those Scriptures over and over and over, meditating on them, speaking them forth from your mouth. The more that you speak the things from, of God from your mouth, the more that you believe them, they're established in your heart. And read the word every day concerning that area. And sometimes you may need to read it for hours. The same thing to get it into your heart and steep and read it out loud. But get it into your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you lack knowledge or wisdom in any area, you can ask the Holy Ghost. Say, Father, in Jesus name, I ask you to reveal this to me by the spirit of God. And he will lead you into the word in that area. And guess what? When you start taking the Word and using it, letting it be a part of you, letting it rule your life, being number one in your life, then things will start changing. But they won't until then. I know so many people that are going, you know, they, they're stuck in a place. Seem like they can't get out because they won't take God's Word. And they won't allow God's Word to rule their lives so that they can come out of the situation that they're in. And to allow God's Word to be the light to shine forth so that they can see the direction they go in. Now see, we have to take God's Word and we have to enter into faith by the Word. You can't get faith without the Word of God. And a lot of people are trying, asking God for faith, and say, God, I need faith, I want faith, I need faith. If you need faith, get into the Word of God, because that's the only way you're going to get it. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, He will take you into the Word. And He'll talk to you. You can have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will always lead you into the Word. He's the one that inspired the Word of God. And he will lead you into the Word so that you can have a firm foundation to stand on. You don't have a firm foundation to stand on 
unless you have God's word. Now we have to have the knowledge of it before we can have faith. Now there's two kinds of unbelief. You can have a lack of knowledge of God's word, or you can just know you can know what God's word says and refuse to obey the word, or refuse to act upon the word, or refuse to do what the word says, and it won't do you any good either. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 6 in the King James Version, I like this one. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered in, not in because of unbelief. They didn't enter in because of unbelief. In other words, they knew what God said to do, but they wouldn't do it because they didn't believe what he said. Now you can you can take God's word and not believe it and it won't do you one bit of good. Not one bit, you might as well not even read it. But when you do know what it says, then he expects us to enter in and use that word and say, Father, I'm standing on your word because I know your word is truth. Nothing else is. Now, the New King James Version says in Hebrews 4, 6, Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter in because of disobedience, disobedience or acting on God's word. Now, obedience is acting on God's word. And if they, you don't act upon it, then it won't do you any good either. Now, those are two kinds of unbelief. Lack of knowledge, you don't know what to do, or you know what to do, but you won't do it. Now, it wouldn't be any different than if I gave you $20 and I said, go down to the store and go get us some ice cream. And you took the $20, you went and sat down on the couch, and you go, I want ice cream. I want ice cream. I want ice cream. I said, I already gave you the $20. All I ask you to do is go to the store to go get the, the ice cream, but you wouldn't go get it. So you want ice cream, but you won't do what I told you to do. And I gave you the thing that you needed to go get it with, but you wouldn't do it. So therefore, you didn't obey what was needed, and therefore you didn't receive what you needed because you didn't act upon it. So God gave us his word. But if we don't act upon that word, then what's going to happen is we will not receive the promise. Amen. You can know what it says, but if we don't act upon it, it won't do us a bit of good. You've got to get it into your heart, speak it from your mouth, and act like it's so. Now, one version says not being fully persuaded. If you're not fully persuaded of what God's word says, you won't act upon it either. Abraham was fully persuaded. Thomas was not fully persuaded. He was not persuaded until he put his finger into Jesus, the nail prints in his hands and his hand into his side. He says, I won't believe it until then because he was ruled by his physical senses instead of what God's word says and it didn't do him any good, did it? Jesus said, blessed are those who believe that have not seen. But when God gives you his word and he says, if you'll take the word of God and just act upon it and act like it's true, and believe that the things that he has given you is, are true, and say, I believe the word above everything else, and act like it's true, then it'll come to pass in your life. Amen? Let's go to 
Hebrews 11 and verse 1, and we'll read this out of the Amplified Version. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith is the assurance. It is the substance. It's our assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Now, faith is the title deed or the confirmation of the things we hope for. Now, if we ask God for something, we, our hope is confidently expecting it. Hope is your expectation, and faith is the assurance that you're going to have what you ask God for. And faith is God's word in your heart, and it is grasping and grabbing hold of the thing of, that God has promised you and saying, it's mine, I have it now. I have it now. I'm not looking for it, just like I told you the other day about my friend. We prayed for him a house. He's got a house. He doesn't live in a house yet, but he's got a house. If you need a car, you say, Father, I ask you for a car. Be specific. And I explained to him what happened to me before I uh, came to Oklahoma. I lived in North Carolina at that time. Just had got born again. The Lord told me to go to Raymond Bible Training Center. I didn't have a car to make it out here because the car I had. And then I had to pull a trailer behind me and everything. I said, Father, I ask you for a 70-some model car. I want it to be General Motors because I like General Motors products. Now, you don't have to ask for that, but you ask for whatever God, whatever you want. And I said, I want a 70-some model car with about 50-some thousand miles on it, something that's really nice that I could work on if I needed to. I'd know how to work on it if I ever needed to. Two weeks later, my sister called me up and said, my mother-in-law's got a car in her garage wanting to sell it. Do you want to buy it? I said, sure, I want to buy it. I said, how much you want for it? She said, 1500 bucks. I said, you tell her that that's my car. And guess what? I asked God for that car, and I received it when I prayed. When I asked him for it, I received it then. I said, thank you, Father God, and I'm praising for it. I thanked him for it before I'd ever seen the car. Well, I got the car. I gave her $1,500 for it. She uh, went over there, and she had it under a car cover, like a, you know, but it was in a garage with a car cover over it as well. So no dust could get in or on it. You got in the car and it smelled like it's brand new. Still had the new smell in it. I'm going, this is God. This is totally him. But I received that car when I prayed. I didn't. I'm going, well, I thought you was going to give me a car, God. No, he gave me the car then when I asked him for it. Then he worked it out and he already had the thing waiting on me. God has got things waiting on you. He's got your blessings waiting on you. You just have to believe him for them and watch them come to pass in your life. He's got the blessings waiting on you. That car was sitting in that garage waiting on me. And, and she says, I don't ever drive this car maybe 200 miles a year. It's been sitting in my garage. I don't really need it. And I'm going, well, I need that car and it is mine. I drove that car 150,000 miles after I got it. 
Drove it over the use of the United States doing revival meetings. North Carolina, Ohio, Michigan. And here in Oklahoma as well. And you know, I sold that. Then somebody hit it in the rear end. I got $1,100 out of the car because they hit me in the rear end. They gave me $1,100. They said it's total because of the age of it. I bought the car back for 200 drove it, I don't know how many more miles, and sold the thing for 1000 After that. That's how God blesses you. But see, I received that car when I prayed. Now, see, we have to enter into his rest as well. If we don't enter into the rest of God and, and we keep uh, walking in the realm of reason, we won't receive the blessings of God. But when you enter into the rest of God and you know that you have received the thing that God has blessed you with, you don't have to wonder about it anymore. You just praise him for it. And you thank him every day that it's yours. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience or unbelief that the children of Israel did when they wandered around in the, in the desert for 40 years. So we have to enter into the rest of God believing that we have received when we prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you.